Texas Big Podcast. Build the Big Podcast. David Hooper with you. This is the marketing podcast for podcasters. It is about how to grow your audience, make a podcast that people connect to, make a podcast that people want to share, they become attached to, that people otherwise want to get involved with, have a conversation around. I don't talk about the tech, not unless it's going to help you to do these things. This episode, it is the audio version of my newsletter, Big Podcast Insider. It is weekly. It goes out every Friday morning, New York time. If you're interested, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's where all the links of what I'm talking about will be. On this episode, don't follow the money. A feed burner alternative. You old schoolers, you used to use feed burner. Maybe you still do. Some people do. Google took it over, kind of abandoned it. And it's unfortunate, but there is an alternative for you. I'm going to talk about that. How to ask for payment politely. A lot of podcasters I know, you got a side hustle doing work for other people. Well, what happens when you don't get paid? I got some options for that. You are the podcast scene. Talk about building a great scene around podcasting in your community. And by community, I'm not talking about just geography. I'm talking about the market that you're in, the niche, how to build a podcast scene around those things. Also, your biggest opportunity for podcast growth. You will know there is a new topic when you hear this sound. Do like an old school storybook that you had when you were a kid. Remember that? The first audiobooks. They come on vinyl records. They're attached to a real book. And when they wanted you to turn the page, we're going to do the same thing here. First, I'm going to talk about some technology that will help you grow your podcast. One of the harsh realities about podcasting is that interview format podcasts, co-hosted podcasts, they get more listeners than a traditional monologue podcast. This very episode, I would likely have more listeners if I brought in a co-host and we were discussing these things that I'm going to talk about. And one of the ways to do that, Riverside, the leading platform to record studio quality, remote podcast, and also video. So you don't have to worry about being in the same place. I love being in the same place, but that's not really an option for some people. Maybe it's geography. Maybe you're concerned about safety. COVID's still going around. Maybe It is because you just simply don't have the time in your schedule to drive across town and get in the same studio together. Well, Riverside solves that. And it's done that for over 70,000 people. People like Gary Vee, Guy Raz, companies use it. Spotify, the New York Times, they both use it. It records locally on each participant's computer and it uploads to the cloud. This is how NPR does it. They send a reporter out to you when you're doing an NPR interview, sticks a mic in front of your face, usually do the interview via phone, sometimes via Zoom now, And sure, you could record something via Zoom these days. They want that high-quality audio, and Riverside is going to get that to you. Unbelievably high-quality audio, regardless of where you and your guests are in the world, and the speed of your internet connection. If you want to check it out, there's a free trial available. It's enough for an interview or two. Riverside.fm, that's the URL. Should you decide you want to keep going with it, I've got a coupon for you. It's going to get you 15% off. Big Podcast, one word, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Big podcast that gets you 15% off now and forever. But first, try it out. See if it works for you. I think it's a good option for remote interviews. Try it out and see for yourself. Riverside.fm. And again, 15% off with the code BIGPODCAST. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Don't follow the money. (laughs) This episode... It is the audio version of the get paid edition of this newsletter. And that sounds like a funny way to start it off, I know. 
Let's talk about money for a minute. Money is out there, even if you can't see it now. If you keep showing up with your podcast, if you keep producing great episodes, connecting with listeners, you will have people show up and want to give you some of it. And there'll be certain times when that money will be very tempting. I'm going to talk about this on the next episode. You may have seen this thing that went on with podcast movement last week. Yeah, we're going to dive into that on the next episode. Those guys, I would imagine they're thinking, whoa, maybe we shouldn't have taken that money. You may be in the same place. The problem is sometimes when this money comes along, you really need it or it feels like you really need it. My suggestion to you is to have a plan now for what you will and won't do when money shows up. Jeff Sanders has a podcast. It's called The 5 a.m. Miracle. JeffSanders.com if you want to check this out. He's got six rules about podcast advertising. I've got all six of these linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com, but I want to dive into one of them right now. That's number four. He calls it ethical match. What does that mean? For Jeff, he's vegan. It means that the companies he works with need to do one of two things. One, offer products and services that are ethically viable for vegans. Meaning that if he's selling a supplement, a food service, any kind of clothing, they don't use any animal products. That's what that means. Or the second thing, because Jeff is an open-minded guy, he's like, yeah, you know, I can't force my reality and my beliefs on other people. He wants his companies to offer a vegan option. And an example of that would be Blue Apron, the food service, send you a box full of food every week, you cook it up. They've got a vegan option. So that's the compromise. Jeff Sanders is a man who's living one way in the world, but understands that other people are not necessarily living that way. However, because he's vegan and he attracts other vegans, I've talked about this a lot on this podcast and in my writing, whatever you are, you are attracting more of. If you're a conservative white male, you are going to attract conservative white males. If you're a liberal female, you're going to attract liberal females. That's how this works. People like to listen to people who look like them, relate to them, think like them. But at the same time, not all of our listeners are just like us. So he gives people options. And having those restrictions, that's made it very easy for him to decide, does this work or does this not work when companies approach him? He's got a very dedicated audience. Because of those things, a lot of people are approaching him about advertising on his podcast. He told me he turns down meat-based companies more often than any other potential sponsor. Alignment matters in podcasting. If you say you're vegan, people expect vegan content. If you say you're pro-women, people expect pro-women content. Your listeners are watching you. They don't like hypocrites. They don't like people who tell them what to do, but for themselves, they have different rules that apply. You don't build a church and let an atheist give a sermon about how God doesn't exist without getting pushback. And if you work with gay people, if you have Chick-fil-A cater your office lunch, that's likely to do the same. Bottom line is this, get clear on who you are, what you stand for, and what you will or won't do for money. And do it now, do it before the money shows up. Got a FeedBurner alternative for you. FeedBurner is dead. FeedBurner started in 2003 and it was great, man. It allowed you to control your RSS feed. And every podcast has one. That's how podcasts are distributed in a new way. If you needed to change something, it was easy. 
Simply log into FeedBurner.com. Good to go. Unfortunately, FeedBurner kind of got neglected, got taken over by Google, neglected even more. Google starts a lot of things that they don't really follow up with them. Maybe the data is not there. They're not making money. Who knows? Fortunately for you and for me, there's a company called FeedBlitz. They allow you to own your feed in the same way. And by owning one of the ways they do that, they allow you to use your own domain for your feed. So instead of using your hosting company's domain, hostingcompany.com slash name of your podcast, you can use your own domain. For example, this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, feed.bigpodcast.com slash BBP. If you type that into your browser, feed.bigpodcast.com slash BBP, you will see the feed. That is how this podcast is distributed. And what's nice about that is if I ever switch hosting companies, no problem. I just put their feed into FeedBlitz. It doesn't affect anything for my listeners. It is a very nice service. As a bonus, they've also got an RSS newsletter feature, meaning when you release an episode, you can automatically send an email to everybody on your list, letting them know about it. You can tag certain people. You can have multiple lists that are segmented. It's very powerful. You're going to love it. I've got a link for a lifetime deal for you. And by the way, people worry about these lifetime deals. FeedBlitz has also been around since 2003. They have been around for a long, long time. They're not going anywhere. They're stable. I don't know why they're doing this deal, but it's a great one. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let's talk about money. How to ask for payment politely. <laughs> I got some easy email templates that you can copy. Yeah, this is weird. This is a new one for a lot of podcasters. I have seen more than a few. They've had success with their own podcast and people approach them because of that and they say, hey, could you do a podcast for me? Could you help edit my podcast? Could you help promote my podcast? Podcasters have a very valuable skill right now. And because of that, they're being approached with all sorts of offers of work. Maybe as a podcaster, you have put paid ads on your podcast. And for the record, when you hear an ad on this podcast, you heard one earlier for Riverside.fm. I get paid on advertising before I record anything. That is something that I suggest for you. Not everything is like that. A lot of times you're billing after the fact, or a lot of times you've had a deposit come in, and then you're billing for the rest of it after the fact. What happens when you do the work and the client is slow to pay you? Got you covered, man. Got some email templates there at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's a quick and easy solution that works most of the time. It doesn't work all the time. But if you're having trouble getting paid, you're going to want these templates. If you think you may ever have trouble getting paid and it's going to happen to you if you do enough work, you're going to want these templates. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let's talk about your podcast scene. And by that, I mean it in like an indie band kind of way. Man, the scene. Man, you're just killing the scene. The scene sucks now. Used to be so cool. <laughs> That's how a lot of podcasters are. These old podcasters, guys like me, middle-aged white guys, been around since 2005, 2004. A lot of them are like, man, it used to be so cool. <laughs> they talk about the glory days. It's not that, man. Don't buy into that. The glory days are right now. Let me tell you about Nashville's podcast scene, because you may have something like this similar in your area. If not, this is something you can build. We've got a great creative culture here. Part of what makes Nashville a great creative culture, this has been around for decades. It's because of the music business. 
The songwriters that we have, they're great at telling stories. They can make them rhyme. They can put a melody to it. They could be in and out in three minutes and 30 seconds. We've got audio engineers to record those stories. I think that has helped Nashville become Podcast City. We've got people who can tell stories. We've got people who understand the importance of brevity. And we've got people who can record those stories. But what really made Nashville Music City and attracted these people is that we had these big-ass radio towers, stations like WSM. WSM, Clear Channel Station, the real Clear Channel, not the company. Clear Channel means when you turn on their signal, that's the only one. There are no competing signals. And they've got this huge tower, and it hits the stratosphere, boing, bounces off of it, and it goes everywhere. We had another station, WLAC. Same kind of deal. We have stations in Nashville, and it's probably not as easy for this to happen now as it would have been back in the day, before there were all sorts of other signals flying around the air. But they would go to Canada. They would go to Jamaica. If you listen to reggae music, there's a country influence in that music. Why do you think that is? Well, those are stations in Nashville that were playing country music. These guys in Jamaica heard it. They picked up on it. They had their own style of music, and they combined those things. Media is important. You, as a podcaster, are that media. We are the new media. We are the new radio stations. But those towers and these podcasts, your podcast, my podcast, the record labels that Nashville has, the publishing companies that we have, they were all built by entrepreneurs. That is the most important part of a podcasting culture. Entrepreneurship is getting out there, understanding psychology of the people that we're communicating to, it's doing promotion, delivering what people want, delivering something that they can connect to. You are the scene in your local city. More importantly, you are the scene within the niche of podcasting that you have. Meaning that if you're talking about weight loss, you and all the other podcasters talking about weight loss, you are the scene. You're talking about cars, you and all the other car podcasters, you are the scene. And you create that scene and make it bigger or you let that scene fail. I've got some things that you can do right now and I mean right now, in the next couple of minutes, to help you build that scene. And I want you to think about this moving forward. We're finishing out the year here, going into a new year soon. This will help you in the upcoming year. First thing you can do, you can share an episode. You can share a post. That's easy. That costs you nothing. You can like or favorite an episode or post. You can leave reviews for other podcasters. You can repost or remix their content. Go a few episodes back on this podcast. If you're not subscribed, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe, that'll get you hooked up. You'll see that I did that with Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting. He did it with me. And because of that, both of us got new listeners. Both of us engaged the audience that we speak to. By the way, I've got several creative ways to remix and repost content. It's in the book that I just came out with. It's called 101 Podcast Episode Templates. It's available right now for just 99 cents. They've got it on sale. If you want the link, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. What else can you do? Again, these are things that cost you nothing. You can tag a friend. You can reply and comment with a nice word. You know podcasting isn't easy. Coming back from something like podcast movement, everybody's like, yeah, 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 podcast movement. Yeah, podcasting rules. You're real fired up. Get home, go to bed. Next morning, it's just you, man. It's just you getting in front of that mic. Not always easy. So replying and commenting with a nice word, that can be one of the most powerful things you can do. Go to your fellow podcasters and let them know, hey man, you're doing a good job. 
Keep it up. I really appreciate what you're doing and I want to hear more of it. You can shout them out on your podcast. I've done this twice already on this episode. Talked about Jeff Sanders, 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast. He's in my city. He's in Nashville. Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting. And a quick note on that. Same genre, same general market, same niche, if you will, helping podcasters grow their podcast. He does it a little bit differently. He does a lot of the tech stuff. He helps new podcasters more than I do. But you could argue that we're in the same business. We're going to the same audience. We don't look at it like that. We look at it like we're in it together. And we are in it together. If podcasting succeeds or if podcasting fails, Dave's in it and I'm right there with him. Or I'm in it and Dave's right there with me. We are in it together. I'm curious about your podcast scene, both geographically and also in the niche and the market that you talk about. Let me know. Reach out to me. Speaking of shout outs, I may give you one on a future episode. I've got ways for you to contact me at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Your biggest opportunity for podcast growth. Jeremy Inns, he's got some great advice for growing your podcast. Among the things he recommends, knowing the answers to these four questions. One, who is your podcast for? Do you know? Two, what is your podcast for? The third one, why does your podcast matter? And the fourth, what differentiates your podcast from existing shows? Why should a listener check you out, listen to you, and possibly subscribe when there are all these other shows talking about something similar? And the answer is, if they're all talking about something similar, maybe they shouldn't. So what differentiates you? I've got more information, more thoughts from Jeremy linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And if you want to go deep into this topic, I've also got something coming up that you might find interesting. It is a podcast launch planner. It's coming very soon, the beginning of October. In fact, just a few weeks away, you can find the pre-order at amazon.com. That too is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podcasters know this truth. (laughs) This is maybe the number one rule of podcasting, which is the world is a quiet place until you hit the record button. (laughs) I was working on a project where I was getting interviews outside and I was on a woman's porch. I was getting an interview outside. And just as I started taping, a utility crew came right across the street. Guy gets out with a circular blade and he starts cutting into the asphalt. I guess they're working on the sewer or something. (laughs) So I'm trying to have a conversation with this woman and record it. Got this background hum, man. And it was loud. How do you deal with that? There's a program called Isotope RX software. That's what I mean by program. It's not training. Company's Isotope, I Z O T O P E. That's how you spell it. RX, as in it's a prescription. It can help you deal with various kinds of noise that you pick up in your recordings. Everything from mouth clicks to refrigerator hum to a utility company with a circular saw cutting into asphalt across the street. There are three different versions of this program. It's what they call Elements, which is the very basic. It's to get you in the door. It's like a sample of the cookie store. Like that sample? They hope you're going to buy more. They've got a standard version, which is very nice, good for podcasters, probably good for most podcasters. And there's one called Advanced. They range in price from, I don't know, 300 to $2,000. 
Something like that. They differ. It depends when you get in on them. It depends when there's a new release coming out. And I think part of that is to make the discounts that they often give look even more enticing. And that's what's happening right now. The Elements version of RX is only $49. Let me tell you what it's going to do for you. It's got something called Repair Assistant. If you've got bad audio, whatever bad audio is, I don't know, it's clipped, things are cutting in and out. It can look at the data around a bad situation and it can repair that part of the audio. It's got something called de-hum. This is really nice. You record in a kitchen. I've seen a lot of people do this. It's a bad place to record. This is why. Refrigerator. It's humming. If you look at the spectrogram in your audio, you're going to see that your microphone is picking that up. Maybe you can't hear it, but it is affecting the audio that you can hear. It can get rid of that. A de-click. Now, the one on the Elements version, it was made for records. Put an old vinyl record on the turntable. It's got little clicks on it, little pops. It was meant for that, but it also works great for mouth clicks. They've got a de-clip and a voice de-noise. That can be handy making your dialogue stand out a little bit more. If you're looking to make your podcast sound better, RX Elements is a great place to start. It's a standalone tool, but it also integrates with popular audio software. Adobe Audition, for example. Integration, right there. You don't have to leave Audition to use it. The upcoming version of Audacity, you'll be able to integrate with RX Elements, RX Standard, or RX Advanced. It is very handy to have. 49 bucks for the Elements version right now. If you're wondering how it sounds, this audio that you're hearing right now, it has been processed with RX. I've got the advanced version. I've done dialogue isolate. They've got a special mouth to click. I've done some EQ. It's got a few options that aren't available in the RX elements option. But still, you get the idea. Sounds good, right? Sounds all right. I got this new mic, still dialing it in. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. The audio that I was recording on the porch with the utility crew across from me, it sounds okay. It wasn't destroyed, and I didn't miss my moment. For more information on this, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. On the next episode, unless I change my mind, (laughs) I'm not going to change my mind. I've had too many people reach out to me and say, hey, man, can you do an episode about this? I'm going to talk about what happened at Podcast Movement regarding Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire being there, the inclusivity of the event, or maybe the exclusivity of the event. There's some things that I think you can learn about the experience as a podcaster. It's not really about podcast movement. It's not about Ben Shapiro, but it's about us. It's about us moving forward with our audiences and having a podcast that they can connect to where they really feel part of something, feel that they're understood, feel that you get them. We're going to talk more about that. That's on the next episode. If you have not subscribed, do this. This will make sure that you don't miss it bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I made it easy for you. You go there, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three buttons. One is an RSS feed. If you're old school, you like that, I got you covered. I've got an iPhone button. It's going to get you hooked up on the iPhone. You'll never miss an episode. As soon as I release one, it's sent directly to your iPhone. I've got a button for Android. And if you want to go on the desktop, this is something that you need to do on your page. I've got a QR code. Pull out your phone, whatever phone you got. Scan that QR code. You can automatically be subscribed that way. Check it out, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I'll have that next episode to you soon. Until then, feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Regardless, keep at it, and I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.